Hey, hey, and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Super good. How about you? Pretty well, pretty well. Had a, had a good time at the uh, the wedding, at the uh, the hillbilly wedding. <laughs> you made it back in one piece, did you? Yep, b- between... Uh, First it was going to be Jones, and then it was going to be Judd, and then, well, we'll just have to talk about it, I guess. Yeah, we do. And uh, this is another one I don't super-duper remember seeing a whole lot of back in the day. I don't know about you. No, I don't either. And uh, just so everybody knows, we are talking about today's episode, number 39, Hillbilly Honeymoon, directed by our old buddy, James Frawley. Yeah. I guess they brought him out of retirement to come into this one because it's a, Jimmy's back. It's a definite second season shooting because everybody looks second season-y. <laughs> very much, very much. It's written by Peter Met Meyerson and originally aired October 23rd, 1967. Sure, a, lot, a lot of kids were cutting up their hats for a Judd hat, I'm sure. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so get right into it. Uh, we open up and it's the, a great shot of the monkey mobile. Just yes. driving through an old dusty town, like right down a white line. Like I thought it was like two sides of the road, but it's not. It's just mm-hmm. <laughs> you ride down mm-hmm. the line and there's people on either side of the line looking hillbilly-ish and uh, the boys step out and Mike asks if anyone knows where the highway is and Mickey says, yeah, it's two blocks down at the end of the street. Why didn't you say that? And they have like a little back and forth <laughs> about it. And then one of the hillbillies says that they better stay right on that line or else. And then he takes a shot right into the air with like a double-barreled shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is making up for the last episode where there's no guns. No, this do one, they ever in this one. There's, uh, man, there's more guns in this than in any, any gangster movie I've ever seen. So the boys hop onto the line, and then one of the, another hillbilly says that he'll kill the first whisket that crosses the line. And on the other side of the line, another hillbilly says he'll kill the first chubber that crosses the line. <laughs> and then you realize quickly that these are two feuding sides, and they're, like you say, the whiskets and the chubbers. Yep. <clears throat> and then Peter says, Oh, well, we need the whiskets and the chubbers. <laughs> no. I guess that lets us off the hook. <laughs> but then they both say they hate strangers. <laughs> and then everyone pulls out their guns and just points them all at the boys instantly. And uh, Davey's in front. So he, so Mike tells him to follow the line and get some help. And then Davey says, well, he'll never see them again. But then Peter reminds him. Well, if it's a straight line, it goes all the way around the world and it comes back the same point here and coming back to the other side. Oh, it's, oh, sound, yeah, it's a sound theory. Yeah. So as Davey starts walking down the line, Ellie May, made, played by uh, Melody Patterson, she sees him and grabs him and literally goes for a roll in the hay with him. <laughs> like, throws him onto a huge bale of hay. And it's like kissing all over him and stuff. And then while he's protesting, uh, he says that he's got to stay on the line or else he's going to be killed. So he's just trying to say, like, please don't pull me off this line to make out with me in the hay. <laughs> Typical Davy. Uh-huh. She says that uh, if her boyfriend knew about it, uh, they'd also be killed. <laughs> and uh, he says that they haven't even kissed yet. And then she pounces on him. May I rest in peace? <laughs> Davy gives into the bird. It's been a long time since Davy's uh, had a bird episode. So uh, yeah, it's been a minute, but he is very much back in action. Not just like the gun thing; they're he, really uh, overcompensating yeah. for last time. <laughs> um, so she says that even if her daddy ever found out and Davy asked what he'd do, and suddenly there's a gun in Davy's face, and her dad says, <laughs> "He'd say welcome to the family, son." <laughs> oh boy. 
And so there it is. There it is. Davy threatened by marriage once again. Exactly. Instantly. And this is this is Pa <laughs> and Pa's played by Dub Taylor, just so you know. Mm. And so Davy tries to get back to the line where the guy from the other side has a gun pointed at him. And he says that he's been kissing his girlfriend. And Davy says that he's too young to die and too young to get married. And the dude says, I'll put that on your tombstone. <laughs> and this dude, that's Judd, who is played by Lou Antonio, a very hillbilly Ooh. name. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so this leads us to the intro. Boom. Which reminds me, I've been lax in my duties lately. And uh, the time to this intro was the longest one of the second season. Two minutes and 20 seconds to lay out all this uh, families feuding and stuff. And in general, I timed out the other ones, and they're all pretty uh, pretty close together. The shortest one was the previous episode, uh, the deal with uh, Buff and Brenda, oh, Bulk and Brenda. That only took a minute and a half. And the first episode was only two minutes. No. But now we're up to 220. Had to lay some narrative pipe, as they say. <laughs> but now we know what's going on and what's at stake and the families involved. Yeah, this one, by the time the intro showed up, it was like, oh, yeah, this, like, we haven't seen the intro yet. It, it went nope. on for quite a while. Not in a bad way. It just, you know, nope. like you said, a lot of story to get down. And uh, again, the Monkey Mobile, <clears throat> it doesn't uh, hit too much in the in the middle of a show. You don't see the Monkey Mobile doing much to it. It just it rolls them into a, a situation. <laughs> and then they're out of the car for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's like with all that stuff, it's like, just get in the car. Just get out of here. <laughs> Like, Wait, this isn't this isn't the episode where the car breaks down and that dude took it apart. Get the car, get yeah, the car, guys. It would be funny if they did that, but with like a hillbilly dude instead of a Mexican dude, and the hillbilly <laughs> dude takes the car apart every time. That's what it is. <laughs> so we come back from the uh, commercial break or from the intro to a countryfied version of the theme. It's played over the credits, and we we're back into the town. And Ellie Mae said they can't start feuding again. And the boyfriend, Judd, he says that he warned her to stop kissing other boys. <laughs> and, and Pa tells Judd that he wants him to stop seeing Ellie Mae. But it kind of seems like everybody's seeing Ellie Mae. And it, <laughs> we're not talking for sauce. Me. She herself is, is saying, like, yeah, I, I kiss lots of boys. And I guess good for her. <laughs> Sow those oats. <laughs> and so Mickey pops up from behind Davy and Ellie Mae and asks Davy who everyone is. And Davey tells him that Judd and Pa are trying to kill him. And Mickey tells him not to fight each other in anger, but to lay down their arms. And then they all point their guns at him. Pick up your arms and fight for what's yours! <laughs> and, and all the while, Ellie Mae is playing with Davey's hair and clothes. She's got my jacket. Hmm. And he's, I, he was probably like, it's about time, man. <laughs> I've been sitting here with nothing for quite some time. <laughs> and, uh... And she's not caring that this guy's going to get killed because of her extreme horniness. Like, she doesn't even try to defend him. She just keeps trying, in front of her boyfriend and her dad, keeps trying to mess with Davey. I guess that's the power of the Jones bones. It's like, you just, <laughs> girls can't help it. It it's appears to be the case. No star eyes or anything. Maybe they've, uh, ain't nobody got time for that no more no not anymore so everyone starts shooting at each other and going crazy all of a sudden and mike and peter are sitting in the monkey mobile and mike says welcome to swineville peter a 
happy, sleepy little hillbilly town where seemingly innocent, nice, naive people turn just like that to a vengeful, hateful mob. How do you know this? Because these are my people. <laughs> <laughs> And, so uh, uh, these, both these clans have like uh, I don't know, their aim seems to be I don't know stormtrooper esque. Let's say, yeah, they're terrible, and they are not far apart from each other. They're like they're like oh, yeah, across the street from each other, hiding behind barrels and stuff, but they're hitting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so through the shooting, Mickey pops up from some hay. He's doing a lot of popping up from out of nowhere in this episode. For real. And Ellie Mae pops up beside him and says, I love you, Davey. And he says, I'm Mickey. And she says, I love you, Mickey. And when she replies, well, I tried. And then he starts kissing her too. <laughs> so This happened all the time to the monkeys, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Especially because Mickey and Davey look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's shooting. And this old lady, who's Ma, played by Billy Hayes, Who's fantastic in this episode, I've got to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, she asked David to help her across the street. And when they get there, she says that she'd like to give him something for his help and pulls out a gun on him and says, and What do you want in the belly of my hand? Oh, a multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> she is intense. Yeah. <laughs> so Judd runs up and thanks his mom for capturing the guy that was kissing Ellie Mae. And Davey protests that they're feuding with the Chubbers, and he's just an innocent bystander. And Ma says, Them's the ones we kill first. Oh, no. So, <laughs> and this is an extremely violent episode, most of it coming from Ma. She seems to be the most <laughs> violent. Real. So Judd and Ma take Davey away, and the Chubbers think that they're retreating. And so we should also say, Ellie Mae's a Chubber. And Judd is a whistle What is it? A Weskit. A Weskit. Yeah, Weskit. Yeah. A Weskit. Just so you know. Ellie Mae Chubber, Judd Weskit. So the Chubbers think they're retreating when they're taking Davey away. And Mickey's trying to get away from Ellie Mae. But Pa finds him and tells him that they're going to get married by tomorrow, which sounds familiar. And uh, <laughs> Ellie Mae is turning 16, like tomorrow. So she's only 15 years old, supposed to be. She looks like she's 27 years old. Wait, is this, this is another birthday episode thing where like the chick turns whatever age at midnight? This is like from uh, was that the very first episode? Pretty much, yeah. Like from the oh, pilot, yeah, even is, from the pilot, and the first episode. It's just like a hat full of six or seven plot points, and they pick out three of them, and then they put them all back in the hat later. Maybe for, for later episodes. Maybe it's because uh, Frawley and Meyerson came back. And they're like, guys. This is what we do. <laughs> you know, I'm not into this other stuff. Listen, it's got to be, this chick's got to be a teenager and it's her birthday. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to get married by midnight. <laughs> and the reason Pa wants Ellie Mae married by midnight is because he doesn't want anyone calling her an old maid when uh-huh. she's 16 and not married. <laughs> so uh, Peter asks where Davey is and Pa tells him that Judd took him up to the cabin, but don't worry about him. He's probably dead by now. <laughs> and everybody <laughs>, laughs because that's hilarious. <laughs> and um, so up at the cabin, Davy has a gun to his head. And Judd calls Davy a city slicker. And Davy protests that he's not from the city. And Judd asks him, How much is one in one? Two? That proves it, you fast-talking sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Davy says that he's English. And Ma says that she knew the Redcoats would be coming back. <laughs> and Davy says, I haven't been at war with the English since 1812. And she says, that's the year she was born. And she remembers it very well. 
he asks how she stayed alive so long, and she says, Hate and vengeance! <laughs> and then she shows Davy how to be filled with hate and then release it, and so he feels better after that, for, for whatever reason. <laughs> and at one point, Judd pokes him with his gun, and he says, Don't do that. There we go. Yeah, we got one. Well, we got a couple, actually, in this one. And mm-hmm. so Judd tells Davy that he wants to grind him up in his vat like sour mash, and Davy says that he'd make a good English gin. <laughs> <laughs> Judd is the, the, the Whiskets are violent people Oh for real In the Chubber's cabin Pa asks which of the three is going to marry Ellie Mae And they huddle up for a bit and say Davey And Pa tells him that, <laughs> tells him that he's up at the cabin And if they try to go get him they'll probably get shot We'll risk it <laughs> They all know having to marry The 15 year old hillbilly girl Is a bad <laughs> idea mm. which, which is good to see They have some common sense I suppose. So Pa chooses Mickey to go by calling him the fuzzy one on the end. <laughs> Mickey's in full second season mode. His hair is huge. It's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's so great. And Ellie Mae that she thought one of them was for her. And Pa asks which one she would like. And she tells Mike that she thinks he's cute. So does my wife and kids. And then he volunteers to go with Mickey. And Pa says they better not be thinking about running out on them. And Mike says, and leave our friend Peter. And Mickey says that he thought that that's what they were doing. And Peter protests. Mickey! Mickey tries to sell, like, well, no, Peter, she's a good-looking girl. You'd be doing good getting married to her. But Peter does not look happy. He's not into this. Nope. And so Mike tells Peter that they'll they'll come back for him or die trying. And Pa says, that's a very good possibility. (laughs) One thing with this episode, it moves at a clip. Like, they don't dawdle. No, they got to, yeah, keep it going. That's for sure. Yeah. So now we're in Judd's vat room, and Judd's about to drop Davy into some boiling water, or whatever the heck is in vats. I don't know what you do. But, uh, <laughs> and then Ma says that someone is coming. So uh, Judd drops Davy on the ground, and Davy tells Judd that he just bruised the gin. Oh, gin, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and Judd puts Davy in a sack, and he covers up his head. And- All right, who had Davy in a bag on their uh, monkey episode bingo card once again? That's right, Davy Jones in a large sack. What can I say? I love being in the sack, man. Just love hoping in the sack. <laughs> this happened a few episodes ago in the chic one, too, I think, after they weighed him up and then they dragged him off to get married. To get married. Again, yeah. It's, 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 all monkeys episodes are kind of like monkeys and Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's like they, they can only think of one thing to do is Davey <laughs> just attempt to marry him off for, for scare laughs. Yeah, and then... Put him into a uh, a sack. Always a sack involved. <laughs> Always a sack involved. <laughs> Outside, Mike and Mickey are dressed like hillbillies, and they walk up to the door. Mickey takes a pig with a bow on it out of a stroller, and Judd comes out with a gun, and they pretend to be Judd's cousins, and they say that they brought supper. Well, the pig can eat with us, but you two get. <laughs> <laughs> but Ma says that's no way to treat kin, and invites them in, which is very nice of Ma. Oh, yeah. So back in the, the Chubbers cabin, Ellie Mae's making a move on Peter. She says, I love you, Mickey. And he says, I'm Peter. And she says, I love you, Peter. And then they start making out. And he says, well, I tried. <laughs> and that's the whole scene in the Chubbers cabin. So back at Judd's cabin, Mike and Mickey are looking around for Davy. And they see him in the sack when he stands up. <laughs> and Mike asks what's in the sack. And he told that it's laundry. And Mickey asks, why is it standing up? And they're told that they use a lot of starch, 
Which uh, I think that's a, a a joke. I don't know if we'd fly with young people nowadays. You know, starches. You know, uh, even separating your really. colors and whites. You know, in the laundry. Yeah, don't do that. Just fucking throw it all in cold, man. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's something crazy. Like before, it was like a red sock in there. It ruined all your clothes. Eh, not worth the risk. Yeah, now it's like... Put it all in cold, gang. Put it all in cold. Yeah. Saves you money, saves the planet, saves your clothes. Come on. Mm-hmm. Is there... Why? Like, what? Do your clothes need to be warm when they're getting washed? Nah. <laughs> what kind of diva clothes do you have? <laughs> but anyway. Oh, man. So Judge says that uh, if he, if they're really his kin, show them how they play their nose. And then Mike says he can't play his nose. Because his is out getting fixed, and he just has his cheap loner nose, and he can't play that. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. so Judd starts getting wise to the scheme, and he lifts up his gun, and then Mike starts to play his nose, and Mickey starts to play the pig, which is just kind <laughs> of like patting the pig and saying pig over and over again. One, two, three, four. And this, of course, leads to Monkey's Romp number only, Papa Jean's Blues. So we're going back now. I think it's mainly because this is probably the only hillbilly-esque song. It's a, it's a farm-friendly tune. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll see a number of farm-friendly aspects from season one coming up real soon. Yeah. But uh, obviously, I dig this tune. We, we all dig this tune. And it's like a supersized <laughs> mega romp version of it where they kind of chopped off the end and started it over again yeah it, but it goes around twice and it's like four minutes long yeah yeah they did some uh some some snazzy editing and in it like mike is playing a washboard davy's playing a stand-up bucket bass and everybody's yeah. dancing I think, I think mike had that washboard at one point uh previous to this as well if i'm not mistaken yeah i think so too um mike plays the jug and mickey's carrying like a deer head around a ton of footage from old episodes, like from the farm yeah. episode, and they're with the, the hay, hit like with the big fork and stuff. Um, boys playing in the hay, Mickey chopping wood and having a hell of a time at it. Um, <laughs> Mike's at the well, and he keeps pulling up, waiting for the bucket to come up, and then Mickey pops up with like a little glass of water for him. That was a surprise payoff to that. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Thing. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike is trying to light Ma's pipe. For a little bit, Judge pushes Judd pushes Ma around in the stroller. Uh, Mike and Mickey try to run away, but keep getting like they're they're, they're sawing wood, those big long saws. And when yeah, they try yeah. to run away, the saw keeps getting caught and they kept getting thrown back. And then Judd smoking like a corn cob pipe, and then Mike and yeah. Mickey are just smoking cobs of corn. <laughs> It's incredible. <laughs> it's such an awesome shot of them <laughs> puffing on these giant ears of corn. Man, if, if we if we get to to see them or meet them on their next tour, that's that's we should print that poster out. <laughs> get have, them to sign that. And shit. have them sign that. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Smoke a corn cob with the boys. Yeah, we just bring corn four ears of corn for all of us. <laughs> Light them up. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, so this romp didn't really advance the story a lot. It was just like romping, like oh, yeah, just yeah. a lot of romping, doing some hillbilly shit. Yeah, exactly. So Mike and Mickey, uh, after that, they're welcomed into the family. Judd Mar stoked with them. Mike's teaching Judd how to play his nose, and Mickey lets the pig out, 
and he yells that the pig escaped and everybody goes crazy. And this is like their distraction so they can get to Mickey or so, yeah. so they can get uh, to Davey. Davey. Yeah. And uh, so Ma and Judd take off to get the pig and Mickey and Mike go and look for Davey in the sack and they rip the sack open, but it's just like mash, like grain. And they think that Davey's been grinded up. Oh, no. And thank goodness he hasn't been. I, I thought it was the end of the series. But then Davey comes up, and he asks what happened, and they tell him, and then he starts crying too. <laughs> so young, so young. And uh, they cut it off abruptly, though, in a funny monkey's way. And uh, so Mickey asks what they're going to do now, and Mike pulls the script out of his pocket, and he and Mickey start reading, and then Mickey reads his line. We've got to get Peter at Ellie Mays. I'm not going in there again. Was that good dramatic? Was it good? <laughs> and this is one of, not the first time, obviously, they've done the script breaking that wall. Because the one time they went into the writer's room. Uh, yeah, all the way to the writer's room <laughs> yeah. that one time, yeah. But the, I think this is the first time, second season. And I think it becomes more of a, a thing that comes up. Yeah, yeah they, they point at the fact that they're doing a show in different ways. Yeah. So the boys are outside of the Chubbers. And they're trying to figure out a way to get Pa and Ellie Mae out of the house. So then they start to like suey like pigs. And then that, <laughs> that does it. And uh, Pa and Ellie Mae come running out. And Mike and Mickey run inside. But Davey gets his pants caught on a nail when he tries to jump off the fence. And Ellie Mae and Pa catch him. And Pa asks if this is the one she was kissing. And she says, Maybe. I catch that one from the other no more. <laughs> and Pa tells Davey to get on his knee and propose. And so when he finally does, he rips his pants. Quicker for the honeymoon, man. Get right to the business. <laughs> and uh, so Pa tells David to repeat after him. He says, Elume, I wanna go on. I wanna, I, I wanna be free, free, free. Like the blue, blue bird. Anybody who sings like that deserves to die. Ooh, Ooh burn, burn, Davey. Oh. <laughs> 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 so after the commercial break Mike, Mickey and Peter come out of the house and Pa yells come on Sonny say it will you marry me will you marry me 10 million chicks madly in love with him he's gonna marry an old man <laughs> <laughs> and Peter loses it and so later on Mickey tells him that they're dressing Davey for the wedding and Mike hatches a plan to go to Judd Whiskets and save the day so inside the Chubbers Ellie Mae says she thinks Davey is beautiful and Pa says that he still looks like a city slicker and Davey says, well, what do you want me to do? Why don't you just rub dirt all over me? And Pa thinks that's a great idea and starts rubbing dirt all over his face. And Ellie Mae's into yeah. it. She loves seeing Davey get dirtied up. <laughs> so Mike and Mickey burst into Judd's place and ask Ma. Where's Judd? Over there. Where's Judd? Same place. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. I like that. that me, me too. That was a great one. So they run up to Judd and tell him that Ellie Mae Chubbers is about to get hitched. Well, what happened? Did Chubbers' horse die? Did the Chubbers' horse die? <laughs> <laughs> and they say, no, we mean she's getting married. And he goes crazy and grabs his gun, obviously. And then uh, Mike takes the gun away. And then he and Mickey do the, like, the one fist over the other thing with a, with a baseball bat to see who picks first. Oh, but yeah, yeah, they yeah, keep yeah. going up, up, up until both of their hands are off the gun. And Judd's the only one holding it. So then he takes off with the gun. But then Mike catches him, he takes him aside and tells him that he has to treat Ellie Mae like a gentleman. She's a girl. <laughs> Isn't that dumb? Hey, catchphrase alert. Yep, look out. I think that's the first, isn't that dumb? I believe you are correct, and it shall not be the last. No, and it's also a really funny joke, I think. Oh, it is. 
so Ma asks how Judd can become a gentleman in one hour, and Mickey introduces Uncle Raccoon, who has had eight marriages himself. And then Peter walks in dressed like Davy Crockett, and at first he uses the wrong accent, like a German accent, and Mickey's like, wrong accent, and then he puts on the hillbilly one. Uh, so Peter shows a picture of his wife, but it's a picture of a bear, and he apologizes, oh, no, no, that's my girlfriend. And then he shows a picture of a coyote. <laughs> And they're like, that's a coyote. And he says, well, it gets lonely in the hills. <laughs> oh, boy. A little bestiality joke. Uh, <laughs> actually, two bestiality. He's cheating on the coyote with a bear. You, you think the coyote that's can smell it? That's not going to end well, dude. That no. is not going to end no. well. It's, it's almost like marrying a 15-year-old hillbilly. <laughs> it's, you should know <laughs> this relationship is doomed. Uh, different times, Paco. Different <laughs> times. True, true. So Peter asks Judd what the four qualities a lady looks for in a gentleman are, and Judd says, Kindness, consideration, affection, and a punch in the mouth. And he's like, well, that's three out of four. And oh, uh, Ellie Mae says that Davey's looking more like a chubber now because he's all filthy and disgusting. Mm. And then she starts to play with his ear, and he says, don't do that. Look at me. Soot. Gonna get it all over you, you know? Please don't do that. And I was wondering if that's real or scripted. Like, if he was like really just like, stop, you got to stop playing with my ears here, lady. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he doesn't mind. I think if you, I think any lady, if they're that close to Davey, they're going to take as many liberties as they can <laughs> just to try to do anything, I guess. Yep. So the boys are sitting with Judd, and Mickey shows him a spoon and asks what it is, and Judd gets it right. He so, and shows him a fork, and he asks what it is, gets it right. He shows him a knife, and he gets it right, and he asks what it's used for. He says it's used to st- he says it's used to stab people who force him to eat with a fork and a spoon. <laughs> so Davy's telling Ellie Mae that she should marry Judd, and Podge says that she couldn't because he's vile and dirty. And then he spits on the floor, <laughs> and Davy's like, "Why does he keep Why does he keep doing that? Spitting on the what is that? What Davy is not into the the filth of the hillbilly lifestyle. Nope. So the boys are not t- his not his bag. No, no, not his bag. Even though. He has a bag with him that they stuff him in. <laughs> this isn't my bag. That's my bag. <laughs> so the boys are telling Judd what, what to say to Ellie Mae. But, uh, he's, but Mickey's all dressed up like a lady. And Judd tells her how he feels. And, it, it, and it's actually really great. Like he's, he's telling Mickey how he's feeling. and He's doing a really good job with it. And then Mickey just says, buzz off, yokel. <laughs> and then they all split to stop the wedding. And who had Mickey and Drag on their Monkeys episode bingo card? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It has. It's a. Uh, but again, Frawley. He's bringing in all. He's bringing all the callbacks. <laughs> Play, playing the hits. Yeah. Uh, oh, too bad the, uh, the the landlord didn't show up in this episode. Babbit. <laughs> 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 so Davey's walking down the aisle with Ellie May and pause behind him with a gun, like a literal shotgun wedding. <laughs> yeah, man. So the, this is it's because of this episode. I'm pretty sure this is where it started. I think so. This, is, this has to be where it all started. I um, I don't think there's any evidence contrary to that, so we can just say that the concept started here. Yes, yeah, I agree. Might as well. It's 100. <laughs> Check Wikipedia. If you disagree? Too bad. Yeah, leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> so the preacher, who's uh, played by Jim Bowles. He starts the whole thing, and he's uh, prepared for a funeral. I want to offer my sincere condolences on your great loss. What are you talking about, preacher? Oh, I'm sorry. R- wrong book. I got a funeral ceremony this afternoon, 3 o'clock. Because we're doing this shit, 
I recognize that motherfucker right away. You know who he is? Who is he? I recognize him too. He's Farmy Farmerton, Old MacDonald himself, from the farm episode. Yes. Yes. That That <laughs> who, is... Who Frawley must be neighbors with or something. <laughs> drags him out for this one too. Yeah, I wonder if he like... Yeah, they must be buddies <laughs> in, in, in some way. Oh, I'm just looking... <laughs> I think he's... No, he's, he's just trying not to be typecast as a farmer. He's branching out into a redneck uh, minister guy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. he was in Don't Look a Gift Horse in the Mouth. And uh, he's yep. Farmer Fisher. And yes, I, I also did recognize. That's why I made sure I put his name in, because I'm like, this is somebody. Flash forward, the preacher asks Ellie Mae if she'll take the stranger. And she says that it's a little sudden, but Pa pipes up and she says, I do. The preacher asks Davy, the stranger, if he'll take Ellie Mae, and he stutters, and Pa hits him with the gun, and he starts to sing, I want to be free again. <laughs> also, bad sign. If the, the groom is singing, I want to be free at his wedding, oh no, don't sign the prenup. <laughs> so uh, just then the boys and Judd bust into the wedding, and Judd's all dressed up and looks great, and he says he's there for his bride, and Pa points the gun at him, and Mickey says that they've been feuding for far too long. And then Pa points the gun at him. And Mickey says, Oh, but a little more won't hurt at all. Go ahead. All right, Chubbers, run for cover. The Chubbers and the Whiskets run for cover and start shooting at each other. The preacher bails. He's out of there. He's going back to the farm. And uh, Davy asks Ellie Mae who she loves the most. And she says, Judd. So Davy calls him over while everybody's fighting. And he says, he'll go over and get the preacher so they can get married. Judd asks Davy to be his best man, and he also asks him for two bucks for the preacher. Two bucks? How much is that in English money? The 17 shillings, six pence. I love how he knows. <laughs> he <somehow>. knows perfectly. <laughs> and uh, so Davy uh, gives him the money and takes off when everybody's still shooting at each other. <laughs> and, and again, I wrote this down here. Like These families have the worst aim in the world. They're in a church, and they're not hitting each other. They're mm-hmm. like in the opposite sides of a church. So the preacher marries uh, Judd and Ellie Mae. And Pa shows up, ready to kill Judd, but Ellie Mae tells him that they're married now, and he suddenly loves him and calls him his son-in-law. And, and, and Pa gets everyone to stop feuding, stop shooting, and the two families have been joined together, and everyone starts dancing and hugging. Like, that's all, all it right. took. That's all it took. Yep. So Davey goes over to the boys and lays out a fantastic knock-knock joke. And all's right with the world. And that, that's where the episode ends. Yeah, just There's like that. No interviews, no more music. Like, nope. this episode, no mention of the band whatsoever. Like, the last episode, <laughs> at least I said the band's going to break up if you sell your drums. This one, you do, nothing. That's, that's true. Like, uh, yeah, Davey mentions one of his old songs a couple times. That, uh, <laughs> and I like it when they do that. Like when Mickey said, I'm a believer in last episode. It's, it's kind of, I like it's fun. Now they kind of... Uh, Refer yeah. to their shit. That's yeah, cool. I like it too. That was pretty cool. And so for me, man, I love the vibe of this episode. Like I love the, the second seasonness of it. That's mm, um, true. Yeah. The boys all look cool. I love. I love all their hair now. I love the sideburns. Mike's still wearing the hat. And uh, again, it's weird. There's only the one song, other than the little snippets of "I Want to Be Free" from Davy. Mm-hmm. But it has the boys in great spirits and great mood. And like it's all like, yeah, they're becoming who they're going to be in the second season with this one. 
And it's, it was cool to have James Frawley back. I think this is their first show back from the road, like in later 67, like you said, because their hair is later 67. But yeah. like, I think they, they shot a bunch and then they toured and now they're they back. And while they were on tour, they stopped at the Rainbow Room in Chicago, shot all that shit. Yeah. And then they put it all together later. Yeah. And so, um, there's a couple scenes, especially with Mike. He's like super familiar, like strikingly familiar. And there's a few photos taken from this uh, shooting of this episode that appear on the Pisces Aquarius Capricorn and Jones album. I think the pictures of uh, Mike and uh, Mickey. Ah, there you go. Because, yeah, I also noticed that maybe that's the, the, the familiar vibe of this episode. It's just bleeding that in too, through all yeah, the other yeah, stuff yeah. that I've mm-hmm. seen <laughs> from this episode. Um, <laughs> For real. I don't know. Was there any guns in this episode? I don't remember I seeing or hearing any sort of tiny gun or large gun. Or there was shooting every A gun in every frame. Seconds. I don't quite. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> um, highlight of the show. Ah, there's there's a lot of little jokes that are really funny in this. I think it's it's tricky to to <laughs> to like knock one I, down. I think uh, shout out shout out to Ma's performance. Let's say yeah, overall Ma's performance was uh, fantastic. <laughs> a lot she of laugh was, uh, lines. Billy for Hayes. This What's that? A lot of laugh lines for this lady. Yeah, and and very good at it too. And you could tell she wasn't an actual old lady. Like she's no, yeah, they she, aged her up a bit. Yeah, and in fact. I don't know if you got this far into your research, but she just passed away. Yeah. They aged her up, so she was quite young. I don't know how old she was in this. Well, she passed away at 96 earlier this year. Yeah. I ain't doing that much math. <laughs> yeah. But no, she was she was fantastic in this episode. The ease of which, when the monkeys have someone who can play off really easy, it really mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. to allow them to be spastic and crazy. But there's yeah. someone there sticking to the script, and but can also like, like seaweed at the bottom of the ocean. She's rooted in, but can move with the waves. Wow, dude! And that's 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 uh, that's Ms. Hayes. They teach you that at film school. <laughs> yeah, that's how you talk to, to actors. <laughs> Damn, dude, it's not bad. Um, monkeys ruse. I guess uh, a Mike and I guess Mike, Mickey, and Peter all being hillbillies. Yeah, yeah. That was ruse-ish, ruse Definitely. Uh, fourth wall breaks. There's a few. They yeah. look at the camera and they say shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the specific and, lines. Uh, I think it counts when Mike says that uh, two million girls love Davey. Because <laughs> in the world of the show, two million girls don't love David Jones. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, true. In the grand scheme of things, yes, they do. Yeah. And I guess the fourth wall break is when they take out the script and read the That's script. That's definitely one as well, yeah. yes. Um, what wouldn't fly in 2021? Marrying a 15-year-old, probably. Mm-hmm. At the, that's frowned upon nowadays. Yeah, that'd be TVMA on like HBO or some shit. Yeah. Best musical moment is Papa Jean's Blues by default because it's really the only <laughs> musical moment. Well, now that we're in the music category, we could talk about the background and incidental music and the intro. It was played by, uh, they recruited Flat and Scruggs, uh, Lester Flat and Earl Scruggs, uh, Bluegrass Legends, members of the Grand Old Opry, and uh, all the, the twangy shit is uh, those guys. And they are, uh, 
Well, the full name of their band is uh, Flat and Scruggs and the Foggy Mountain Boys. And if you want to know their deal, you just look up uh, Foggy Mountain Breakdown. Have a listen. But um, and uh, these guys are no strangers to TV music. They actually wrote and wrote the uh, theme song from Beverly Hillbillies a few years before this. One of uh, five TV theme songs to make it the number one. Wow, that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely have that uh, hillbilly market cornered in the TV universe. Yeah. And on another one last musical note, uh, Davey mentioned uh, I Want to Be Free a couple times, which at this point was kind of still his signature song. But uh, two days after this episode aired, a uh, little single, uh, Daydream Believer, backed with Going Down, came out. Woo. So they're like two days away from a huge paradigm monkey shift coming up. Yeah, pretty much. Because honestly, like up until this point, the monkeys are like mainly like a TV show. They're on the charts, obviously, and and playing out. But the Daydream Believer, I guess I'm a Believer has already come out. Yeah, yeah. That that was only like, uh, you know, less than a year ago still. But now this one is the the Double Dreamers. Uh, <laughs> cement the monkeys like man like they still use I'm a believer or daydream believer in in things like WandaVision used daydream yeah, believer that was cool that was awesome yeah man I remember the first time I saw it I almost like I got like misty you know what I mean like I was almost <laughs> like oh my god like this is being used so cool and it's the monkeys like whenever it sounds silly but whenever like a, a major pop culture thing gives a monkey's nod I'm always like wow look at that good, just the slightest good. nod is great yeah. Keep them in the conversation. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I want. So a couple did you knows. Uh, when Mickey is introducing uh, uh, Uncle Raccoon, he says, uh, Ray Burt presents Uncle Raccoon, yes. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, here's a cool thing. This episode was turned into a Viewmaster reel, and it was, yeah. it was titled Last Wheelbarrow to Pokeville. So, what the so fuck? If you had Monkey's Viewmasters, this was one of the reels you had. Hillbilly was like a derogatory term, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. Man, I, oh I think that it's it's a nod to Last Train to Clarksville, right? So they're trying to, to oh. make that connection with the Monkeys. Last <laughs> yeah, wheelbarrow so, to Pokeville. That, that, that seemed really random the first time you just said it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it took me a few as well. I hope when, if, when we go see them on the uh, farewell tour, they change the lyrics to last oh, yes. wheelbarrow to Pokeville. <laughs> oh, it's uh, practically expecting it. That would be a deep cut. If, Way deep. And and a roll of the dice. Like one of your biggest singles. I'm like, you know what? We're going to F with you. And most of you aren't going to have an effing clue what we're talking about. Except for those two dummies in the front who are crying. And that's us. Let me tell you, man. If, if Nez whips out a, a washboard with a little horn on it, uh, we're in for a treat. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I think uh, Mickey's going to have a pig solo. <laughs> He's got a pig solo for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple oh, other man. things here uh dub taylor who played pa he has 261 credits acting credits sweet jesus and he was in lots of bonanza of uh episodes and this is how i recognized him i i sound like i know this guy how do i know this guy he was one of the three dudes in the saloon in back to the future three wow <laughs> yeah so that's pretty cool hmm. so Billy Hayes, Ma, she has 52 credits to her name, and she's done a lot of voice acting work, like oh, yeah. a lot with Transformers. 
She had the real mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Powerpuff Girls, Teen Titans Go, the, and she was in the Karate Kid TV series and the Problem Child TV series. Holy shit. And she did some voices in Nightmare Before Christmas, some of the witches, and uh. highest achievement, she was in the Bay City Rollers TV movie. Get out of town. <laughs> so that's saying something. That's wild. So uh, Lou Antonio, who played Judd, he had 56 acting credits, but he had 80, He has 87 directing credits. Ooh, wow. He's made tons and tons of TV movies in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> and I miss TV movies. Like, do they still have them? I don't think they have TV movies anymore. I think uh, a lot of other things got movies covered now. Yeah, but I miss them. I, you know, they're, I loved TV movies growing up for some reason. And so uh, Melody Patterson, who played Ellie Mae, she, has, she only has 13 acting credits, and the last thing she acted in was in uh, 1989. And it was in a music video, and she passed away in 2015. Mm. And that is Hillbilly Honeymoon. Good app. Yeah, I really like this episode. I'm stoked on it. I do hear something on the horizon. You hear that too? What? Oh. I do. I hear it. Everybody's favorite second half of the episode. The <laughs> Random Out of Countdown featuring the Wool Hat of Mystery. Here nailed we go. It, you nailed it. I did. I didn't even write it down. It just reached into my my brain and found it. I'm proud of you, cuz. <laughs> All right, so you go first this week. All right, pass me the hat, Parkle. Here's. I was thinking about this. We've been. We had a bunch of great ones last week. Was okay, and I'd rather have like only like one good one an episode as long as we can keep them coming. I like having the balance there because even the, the tunes we don't like or don't know are fun to talk about. This one's called Long Way Home, and this is. This is going to be a bit of a drag man. <laughs> I know it's late, but can't you see I was only taking a long way home. Uh, so above or below, love is only sleeping, Papa. <laughs> it's a long way home from Poolit, sung by David. <laughs> um, Man. This is obviously a lot of people's favorite monkey song. If this is around when they got into the monkeys, you could you could you could picture that, but it's it's not one of ours. No, man. Like again, the production is very eighties. It it fits the time pretty well. Like it's a song I definitely think I could have heard on the radio at that time. You know what yeah. I mean? But for me, it's not really uh, my cup of juice. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Uh, written by uh, Dick Eastman and his new writing partner, Bobby Hart. Ooh, wonder what happened to this little uh, fracture in the boy's heart thing? Uh, I guess. I don't know what the deal is there. But uh, but this was the number three song on, uh, on Pool It. Like, that's where you put your uh, your your best player in the lineup. Yeah. But, uh, it's very... Nah, I... I think there's even on Poolit, there's three or four more other songs that should have been in this spot if we're if we're talking classic album construction here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, where would you you pulled it? You can choose our Christ position. Yeah, we're gonna tuck it in between "If I Knew" and "Me Without You." It's our new number ninety six. Ooh, cracked the top hundred. Yeah, yeah. 
That's that's all right. We'll give it a couple points for referencing wanting to be free, which is a Davy thing, which we talked about earlier. All right, I'm going to reach in this hat here. Hopefully, right, uh, get us a tune, Paco. Change our fortunes. <laughs> okay, I got one. Ticket on a ferry ride. Oh boy. So no, not really. I didn't. I got a ticket on a ferry. How, over under how many times do you think they say I've got a ticket on a ferry ride <laughs> I'm I'm saying over 25 times I think they're going for a hey Jude na 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 kind of thing <laughs> man they say it That's... they say it a lot they want you to know what the song is called it'd be funny if the song was not called that <laughs> if like Mike wrote it <laughs> oh my god but like yeah, like eighty-five percent of the song is "Ticket to a Ferry on a Ferry Ride," and um, it sounds lovely. It's well sung, yeah, and well played. Yeah, it's it'd be all right in the background, but uh, nah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. Exactly. Uh, written by Jeff Barry and Bobby Bloom, it's the second song on Changes. Really, and that's where you put the grinder, the rocker, the hey, let's keep listening to this. these guys are cool. This is a yeah, this is. I wonder. Yeah, the placement of their songs is is mind boggling. Sometimes it sure is. So, ticket for a ferry ride. Meh. Ticket on a ferry ride. See, they didn't say it enough. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> it, it didn't stick, man. It's a little monotonous, a little mellow, but it's it's. I think it's well performed, which scores points with old CJ. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know where I'll put it. I'll put it between Teardrop City and Pillow Time at number 86. That's that's where I was looking just now myself. All right. Let's do that. Nice. All right, Jeff. You got to pull us out of this. One more to pull. What what could it possibly be? Let's see. Reach on in. Did we get all the good ones out already? I I don't think we did. No, there's some really good ones left. There has to be a couple. So maybe we have to You're, go. You say your favorite one is still in my there. My favorite one's still in here. So maybe we have to go a few rounds of garbage. It, so we. And it wasn't ticket to on a ferry ride? <laughs> no. And it wasn't long way home? Hold on. Uh, oh, it's the Diddy Diego War Chant. <laughs> hey, hey, we are the monkeys. We've said it all before. The money's in. We're made of tin. We're here to give you more. The money's in. We're made of tin. We're here to give you. Wow, this is the only time this would be best song of the day. <laughs> it's a yeah it's it's a tune it's on a record it has lyrics it bastardized the theme song okay so diddy diego war chant is that right Did i say that right because on the the clip it starts with the give me a w thing this little deal is called diddy diego written by jack nicholson and bob rafelson boom that's a, that's a hell of a combo right there yeah. And every like I can definitely say this back like I know this like the back of my hand because of the movie <laughs> and how many times I've watched ahead. And then yeah, yeah. when we got the tapes, going back to the the tapes, the used tapes we found <laughs> and hearing it with the sped up, slowed down, mixed up craziness and just like it's its own crazy little thing and the piano behind it is kind of awesome and mm-hmm. and it's great cuz it's on the head soundtrack and it's at the beginning of the movie so like 
and while it, while you're seeing it in the movie, it puts yeah. every single scene out of the movie on the screen for you. Yeah, it's so cool. And then you jump right into it, and it's uh, it's yeah. the first time you watch Head, especially when you're a Monkeys fan, you'd only read about it. You had no idea what was going on the whole time. So that scene there, you didn't know what you were seeing. You didn't know anything. No. And it's all fantastic. And the, 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 the subject matter of the song is like the story of the monkeys. And it's really subversive in how it like addresses, you know, the money's in, we're made of tin. And, mm-hmm. um, and the whole deal, like they, they know what they is kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole point of the movie is them just subverting that. Exactly, yeah, and that gets laid out in this song as well. It's a great, it's a great song, I think. Like, you're not going to put it on at a party and think everyone's going to, wow, <laughs> this is amazing, man. But uh, within the Monkees universe, I think it's a very cool song. Definitely. So, where do you feel it should go here? Just how cool is it, is the question. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? We're going to put it in between, if I ever get to Saginaw again, and Whole Wide World, this will be our new number 64... Diddy Diego. Nice. That's a good good spot for it. I think it'll enjoy its home there. Barely qualifies as a song, but we like it. Yep. And this is, uh, yeah, and how it, you know meaningful it is, I guess you could say. Yeah. More so than, you know, perhaps having a ticket on a ferry ride. <laughs> anyway, time to put away the old wool hat of mystery so it could uh, think about what it's done to us this last few weeks. Yeah, I again, I'll I'll sit through the slop if it means uh, at the end we end on some great ones. So it could. That appears to be the direction things are heading in, Boggle. That's fine. <laughs> and if anyone out there has their own ideas of where these songs should go, let us know. Like, do you really love "Long Way Home" or "Ticket to a Fairy Ride"? Like. That's cool. Let us know. Let us also know, like, why, why, why these ones are the ones you love the most. Like a lot of it has to do with how, you, when you get into it, and how you got into it, and what records you happen to dig up out of your folks' collection, or this or that, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, kids. So that's it for us. We'll be back in two weeks with a new yeah. Monkeys episode. Mm-hmm. And so, from me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye.